repeat that. Good morning, church. I am your worship guide this morning. My name is Carrie Christensen, and I am filling in for Mark Salva today. Just a few announcements we have. Um, Pay attention to all the announcements in your bulletins. I'm only going to highlight a few. Operation Christmas Child, which is the Pack Your Shoebox. We still have shoeboxes in the back, I'm assuming. Grab one and fill it up. Instructions are in your bulletin. Those are due back by November 13th, which is a week from today, next Sunday. Grief Share Surviving the Holidays. There is a lovely insert in your bulletin. Read about that in there. Um, This is for people who have lost loved ones or are dealing with loss of any kind through the holidays. It's a wonderful program. Reach out to Patty Upperman if you have any questions. Um, Ron Lee wanted me to uh, get this to you. Um, I'm trying to run sound too, so multitasking today. Um, The veterans, all veterans, you are are invited to a men's breakfast on November 12th, which is next Saturday at 820. 8.20? Okay, changing it up a little bit. 8.20 a.m. All men, please attend to honor our veterans. Any questions, or if you want to help, reach out to Ron Lee. All right, we're excited about that. We always love that event. We have a blood drive coming up at GUMC. It's on November 23rd, which is the day before Thanksgiving. From 1 to 7 in the Fellowship Hall, come and support our hospitals, as this is Ohio State versus Michigan Blood Drive Challenge. So come and do your part in that if you can. Uh, Poinsettia Poinsettia order forms are due by November 27th. Um, So is there an insert about that? Call the office or get a hold of Steve Shirley. Is there an insert? I'm sorry, I missed that. So there is an insert if you want those. And this year, the cost of those is $6.40. They come in red or white. Um, Our blessing box, we've noticed that a a lot of our children's books are gone. So if you have any children's books you'd like to put in the blessing box, uh, we could use some of those. I believe that's all the announcements I have right now. Um, Will you please quiet your hearts and minds as we prepare for worship with the prelude and the lighting of the
Good morning again. Please stand as you're able for our opening music this morning. We're going to start with Through It All. again and I know some of you don't know it but let's get it right or I'm gonna make you keep singing it because it's got a great message family of God here we go I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God I've been washed in a fountain cleansed by his blood joined is with Jesus as we travel saints in glory. This is a familiar tune.
Please join me in the opening prayer this morning. God of heaven and earth, our lives are ever in your hands. When we face life's joys or challenges, you hold us. When our hearts wander, you reach out and bring us home. Even when we close our eyes and take our last breath, we are held by you. We thank you for the saints that have gone on before us. As we remember their lives this day, may we be encouraged by their faith and their actions that brought you glory. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated at this time. Well, church, as we come to worship here today, we want to welcome you all to our service. Today is a very special Sunday in the life of the church. It's what we call our All Saints Sunday. And so many of uh, those that are gathered here will be remembering the lives of those that were part of our church family, those that have been people of this congregation for many years, and of course, even those that were with us for a short time. And we're going to remember them here today and light a candle in their honor. We do have uh, many people that are, are here on behalf of their family. They were sent letters and said that we'd be doing this and remembering them here today. And so in just a few moments, we're going to read the role of the victorious. And so you'll see a mighty big scroll that will be unrolled, and we'll read some names from that. When a name of your loved one is read, if your family that's here today, you're welcome to come up. There'll be, uh, there's seven candles that are up here. You'll be able to light one of those candles uh, in the memory of your loved one. If uh, for some reason uh, a family member is not here, or if a family member just decides they'd rather stay seated at this moment, I know uh, we have many friends of the church that walked along, many of these saints that have gone on before us. If you were especially touched by one of those that are mentioned here today, and a family doesn't come down to light, you're welcome to come down and light on behalf of the family uh, for our church family here today. The Lord is ever before us. We know that the lives that have gone on before us are truly not dead. But the Lord has spoken again that he will come and bring those that pass on from this life into the next, bring them home with us. So we celebrate the saint's life here today as we read these names. Lesta Likens. Reverend James E. Burge. Dorothy H. Keller. James J. Molinas.
Vicki Jackson. Philip Dreyer. Robert Dennis. Let us pray. Great God of us all, we all know that one day our life shall breathe its last, and our eyes shall close for that final time. But Lord, we know that this hope is true here today. And when that day comes for each of us who are found in you, who have placed our hope and trust in your promises, that Lord, this is not the end. That God, you truly are the one who has come and gone and set a place for us. Lord, when we close our eyes and take that final breath, we will be forever in your arms, in the company of the saints in heaven. So as we remember these lives that are lit here before us, we remember each of them. Not only remember their lives and who they were and the character that you gave them, but in all the ways in which they showed us your love, in all the ways in which they showed us your grace, and in all the ways, Lord, that their life built the kingdom up, for bettering of this world and for bringing in your kingdom. God, we love you. And for all our hearts here today that may be sad, and as we miss those and grieve those who we have lost, we also take heart once again today. Dear to God that meets us in our need, and in your promises we may find rest and peace. We pray all this in the mighty name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to just say one final word before we leave here today, or not leave here today, but before we move on with our service, is that if you did come down and light a candle in honor of your loved one, you may take that candle with you after service. We're going to let them burn here throughout this service to remind us that their life is still alive. But if you're welcome to want to take it home with you, uh, you're welcome to take it and to burn it and constantly remember that your loved one is still alive in Jesus Christ. As we continue in the motif of prayer, we do want to mention to you that uh, we do have prayer requests that are here today, and if you have a prayer request that you want to send to the church, you're welcome to do that. We have a, a group of mighty prayer warriors, in fact, that's God calling right now to let us know he's coming, but uh, we have a mighty group of prayer warriors that are uh, all constantly faithfully praying for our prayer requests. And so if you ever have something going on in life, maybe you're just going through a hard time, maybe 
just the, the bottom fell out from underneath you. Maybe you got bad news from the doctor or, or anything that happens. Or just you want to praise the Lord for something good that happens in your life. We have some great prayer warriors for that. If you ever want to send an email, you can do that at prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, and when it goes to there, it's going to be sent out to the rest of our church and prayer warriors. And even prayer warriors that aren't even part of our church that faithfully pray. And so uh, we do want to lift those up. You have a lot of our prayer requests that are mentioned in our prayer, uh, our bulletin that is. So I want to turn your attention there. Uh, first of all, we do want to say uh, uh, great praises uh, that uh, we've been praying for Delmer for quite some time, and uh, we did want to send a praise out that came in this week that uh, Delmer's here this morning, but uh, that all through all the tests, there was good news uh, that there was no cancer, and they were highly maybe suspecting that. So the, these uh, Delmer, we're excited for it. We praise the Lord for that good diagnosis for you. We do also want to mention to you, uh, there are many other prayer concerns listed there that you can take home and faithfully pray for those. We do have many that came in after the, the printing of this. Uh, we do want to send, uh, Terry, let me know that one of her family members uh, and part of her family, Maisie Mox, uh, was a, a young uh, girl and was 18 months old. Yeah, okay, yeah, so even younger than I was thinking in my head, but 18-month-old. They're out camping, and uh, she climbed underneath the ranger's car and uh, got hit by the ranger's car. And so she's in Fort Wayne Hospital. We do want to pray for her. They do, she's got some serious injuries, but the doctors do think she's going to be fine, but we want to lift her up uh, at this time, uh, Maisie Mox, once again. We also want to pray for other people that came in. There was a prayer for an Andy, a prayer for a Tim Maurer. We also want to lift up Ann Martin, uh, who was diagnosed with lung cancer, one of our members, and so we faithfully lift up her. She was in pretty good spirits the other day when I saw her, uh, but uh, still we want to lift her up during this time. There's also a, a prayer request for Ardell Mayberry, as well as Keith Weisserman, also who you know is down at Good Works, uh, that uh, some people wanted to lift up him. Do you want to mention to you uh, those in long-term care, Jack, Carol, Annabelle, Charlotte, Fett, and Reverend Jim Meredith, we faithfully pray for you, as well as those in military service, Jake, Nicole, Brandon, Justin, James, Bishop, Matthew, and Parker. Uh, finally, before we pray here today, I want to mention just a couple different things. Uh, I saved it for this moment because I wanted to make sure everybody heard this. We're going to do something different for Advent this year, uh, and what we're going to be doing is uh, when we decorate Advent, normally we do that on Saturday, we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it after church on Sunday. November the 20th, all right? So that's the Sunday before Advent. Advent starts that Sunday afterwards. And right after church, everybody's invited. Just stick around. We're going to decorate the church together and make it kind of a church family event for us. So just go ahead and mark it on your calendars if you're available to stick around for that. We'd love for you to stay. And I also want to mention to you, uh, this week is also a special uh, big thing in our church. We have our district superintendent, Tim Bias, once again coming Thursday at 7 p.m. That's November the 10th uh, to talk with us about the disaffiliation vote. So do want to mention it and request your presence for that uh, if you are available. And we will record that. If you're not, we'll make sure that gets to our church family for those that can't be here during that time. Those are our prayer requests. Do want to mention also that we have the altar rails available here today. So if you want to come and spend some time with the Lord, you're welcome to do so uh, at this time. So now let's go to the Lord in a time of prayer.
our Heavenly Lord, as we gather here today, once again we draw near to your presence. Lord, we feel your Holy Spirit at work within your church once again. That God, you're rejuvenating our hearts and minds, even just being in this place among friends and among family. That the gospel that is the redemption of our souls is preached here today. That your love reigns over all else. That all our duty is to just accept it, to be in your arms. And so God, we gather once again as your people. No matter what we're going through, Lord, we put and trust them all in you. Lord, we remember this great story of how, God, where we were far off, dead in our sin, seeking our own ends and our own wants, and in many ways dishonoring you, dishonoring the love that you've shown us. And yet, Lord, you weren't done with us. You sent Jesus Christ to this earth to only be born of flesh and blood, but to be raised up and live amongst us, to teach us the ways of the kingdom, the ways in which life is ushered in. And when the time was right, you gave yourself up for us and died on that cross. That You were put in a tomb, and on that third day, you rose again. God, we remember these things in the redemption of our souls through the shedding of your blood and the power of the empty tomb that's alive again here and now. Lord, we thank you for your spirit, the Holy Spirit that's given to each believer that's alive in this place and the share amongst us. We thank you for always constantly not only bringing us out of sin, but also bringing us into life. That, God, we may have joy deep in our hearts throughout the very fabric of our being. That we could have peace despite our circumstances. That we could have even love of our enemies. And that would well up inside us and be a desire that you put there. We thank you for all these things, Lord, as we gather here today. And Lord, as we're also, God, we pray for those who are hurting, those who are grieving. Especially, Lord, this day where we remember loved ones that are lost. We remember those that have gone on to glory land before us. God, we pray for peace upon each of these hearts that grieve. Lord, as we're here today, we pray for those who are sick, those who are going through hard times, those, Lord, that need your special touch. Bless them, Lord, and be the great healer. We pray for those who are lonely, those that are depressed, those that are far from family or feel like their friends are few and far between. We pray for them, Lord, that they could find the fellowship of believers and find true friendship and family. As we're here today, God, we pray, Lord, for those that serve in many ways, especially our first responders and those who serve in military. Protect them, Lord, and bring them home safely to their family. Use them as instruments of peace and worthiness of all people. We pray, Lord, for those not only that we mentioned here now, but those in our prayer requests, Lord, that are maybe in a place where they are just in assisted living or, Lord, need just people to come and visit. We pray for them. God, we lift up our nation. We pray for the election that's going on this current week. We pray for the wisdom of our people. We pray, Lord, that it would be clear the decisive winners of who it is. And that those that lose would be gracious in their losing, and those that win would be gracious with those who didn't vote for them. We pray, Lord, for our country that would be, we continue to be more united than we were before. We pray for these days, Lord, that we choose love over evil. We pray for the world's leaders and its nations and its peoples. We pray for those who are recovering from all sorts of travesties, whether it be hurricanes or war, or leaving their families and being refugees. Lord, we pray for each of these. 
God, we pray for your church that it would never dwindle in the hope and the light that it shines, but it would always and ever be a candle in the darkness. We pray for our own lives, Lord, that each of us could feel your spirit here and now, that you speak to us. Lord, we put our trust in you once again. And in the name of Jesus, we bow down and we give thanks and glory and praise and honor. And we find our way to the Father through you. Lord, be with any heart that is far from you now. And bring us all at last to your heavenly banquet. Finally, God, we pray that prayer that marks us as your followers, the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray together. So we pray now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. come to the point in service now where we give back to God. Um, we have an offering plate in the back. You can put your offering in. You can mail a check here to the church at 512 Main Street in Groveport. And you can sign on our website. We have the online Ezekiel giving program. And that's another way you can um, give, give back to the church. Will you please stand for the doxology? abundant God and out of your great mercy you have given us so much we give you this offering today with it we worship you and give our whole selves to you please now take it and use it for your kingdom and your glory amen
This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, church. And welcome to those online. Thank you for joining with us here today as we continue to celebrate the Lord and what he's done in our life. Uh, for those that are joining on or watching this at a later time, it's been a, a somber service today, of course, because we're remembering those lives of those that have passed on before us, those people in our church that passed away this last year, and so we've celebrated their lives, which is also why you see the candles that are lit here today. Before we uh, begin our sermon here today, let's pray together. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as we gather today on this All Saints Day, it's good to remember why we're here. To remember this day, and as I know, as these candles were lit, I've been looking at them and remembering each and every life that they represent, thinking about the ways in which I laughed with them, cried with them, in which the times that they maybe were given bad news or their families were as well, those opportunities to be in life with them. And of course, as we're here today, you not only remember their life, but celebrate the great hope that is found in Christ. As we're here today, I wanted to share with you these words that are found in John chapter 14. Now, I've been with you now, believe it or not, this is my fifth year that I'm going on. Uh, it's hard to imagine that because of COVID and all that, but I've been here actually a decent amount of time. And uh, at the end of June will be five years. And so as your pastor, and of course I've served about 13 years now, I'm going on 13th year that is, well, that means I'm unlucky. This was maybe if something goes wrong, that was just an unlucky year or something like that. But uh, the reason why I share that is because I have gotten to do a number of funerals over the time, and including even in this church. I, uh, I of course, know exactly uh, who they are. I keep a running list, but I actually have never counted them because it just seems like a number that I wouldn't want to know. But there's a number of them, right? I've done this a time or two, so to speak, and to get up to grieve with families as they lose their loved one. And to open up the scriptures and to find hope that Jesus promises, even in the midst of great darkness that's ever present before us. And as far as I can remember in each of my notes, this scripture has always been read, including even those sermon or those scriptures that I was just helping and assisting with the service. This scripture was read because it is the promise of Jesus. And it's a very tender promise at a very tender time in his ministry that he shares these words. If you recall, this is John chapter 14, which at this point in the story of the Gospel of John, Jesus has gathered his disciples. He's about to go celebrate the Last Supper with them. He's about to be betrayed, of course, and then, of course, be arrested and flogged, killed and crucified on that hill. He knows all this. He's told them it's coming. He's predicted his, his death Many times at this point, up at least three times with his disciples, yet they still don't seem to understand. And he's gathered them together in this upper room, and he has gathered with them, and he tells them these words. 
He not only predicts their denials again, such as Peter, and he looks at Peter and tells him these things. He talks about being betrayed. He talks about how, you know what, in these days to come, they're going to treat you just like me. In other words, they're going to kick you out of the synagogue. And he tells them they're going to come after you and try to kill you. He looks at his disciples, those gathered, those men that have gathered and come and lost their whole life to follow Jesus. And he offers them these words of comfort. Which, of course, if you think of the irony in the moment of what's about to happen, the fact that he stops and gives words of comfort, truly unique. These are tender words. They're words like when you know a loved one is about to pass away and they share with you some final words to you. Almost on that bedside as you hold their hand and look into their eyes. And they share with you words. These are Jesus' words that he shared with his disciples to comfort them and to keep them. And he says to them in the scripture once again, he said, he starts off with, do not let your hearts be troubled. I don't know of any person in all of history that could tell that to somebody except Jesus. Anybody in history who's about to go and be crucified and to have all these horrible things happen and to even tell his disciples, hey, they're going to come at you. You're going to be persecuted and life is going to be rough. And yet Jesus stands before his disciples and tells them these words. And in fact, they were so meaningful that John the disciple records it in his gospel as he remembers this story and acting. He remembers these words of Jesus. Because even in the midst of what happened, John must have felt that they brought hope. And so he remembers these words, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Now if you go and read on in this chapter a little bit later, John's, or Jesus, that is, is going to talk about how he and the Father are one. Father's in him and he's in the Father. And so don't separate these two too much. But nonetheless, there's a trust in God. But there's also a trust in the very work of Jesus Christ what Jesus was about to do. He's telling his disciples, hey, I'm about to endure, but trust in me for what's about to come. He tells this story, and to understand this little analogy that he gives, it's important to understand how people were married back in the day. And what I mean by that is when you uh, were betrothed to someone, say you were the man, how what you would do, of course, is you would go, you would, your family would set up the whole betrothal and all this stuff, and there'd be a planned date for a big wedding feast, but none of that could take place until you came to a lot of times it was your parent, your, your patriarch's house, if you will, and you actually, in their kind of landlocked area, you built your dwelling place, right? And so the idea was, is once the dwelling place was ready, then you could get everybody, let the whole town know, everybody that you're going to invite, and get all the wine ready and all the celebration food and everything together, and you would ride off, basically, like a big rider on your horse, if you will, or your mule or whatever you had, and go uh, pick up the bride and bring them literally back to the place that you had created for them. And in that moment, there was the great celebration and the great feast that lasted for days, right? And they celebrated the union and the marriage for days. Now, knowing that backdrop, here are the words that Jesus says to his disciples and ultimately to anyone who would follow him. He says, in my father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not, I would have, would not tell you this, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. You may also be where I am and know, and you know the way place, or the, you know the way to the place where I am going. And of course, Jesus tells us that He is the way, the truth, and the life. 
And I find it interesting because the hope that Jesus offers in this moment is not, hey, guess what? I'm going to shield you from all the bad stuff that's going to happen. His hope is not, hey, if you pray for me just enough, all the bad stuff that's about to happen to me won't happen. He doesn't pray for any of that. He doesn't tell any of those words of comfort. The words of comfort are not found in this life, but in life yet to come. And Jesus promises that there's going to be an earthly heaven, if you will, and when our eyes shut, if we trust in him on that, this, this, this way that we will live even though we die. And in fact, if you keep on reading, he says those words, that even whoever trusted me, even though they die, they will yet live. You see, the hope that we have today is that this world is not it. That the trials, the tribulations, the hurt that we go through, this isn't it. This is but just the beginning chapter of a great, long Yet Jesus tells his disciples, those who would follow him, trust in me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And of course, through his shedding of the blood, he shared for us love that is unconditional love and grace that abounds, that's a free to all. For any who would come and proclaim and put their trust in Jesus Christ. When I look at these candles, I know that at the end of the service, we're going to Snuff them out, or at least I hope you do before you take them home. It's kind of dangerous if you don't. But we're going to snuff out, right? And these candles are going to cease on this side to be lit. The great hope that they live on. And as crazy as it sounds, when Jesus says, hey, this earth is going to be rough, Yeah, he offers peace because we trust in him. He offers hope because we trust in him. He offers life in the midst of whatever circumstances we go through because we trust in him. We suddenly know it's true in a way that's indescribable, and the Holy Spirit works in our life, and we trust in Jesus, we know that this earth isn't it. So church, as we're here today, first of all, three things. Number one, be filled with hope. Even in the midst of crying and mourning, church, be filled with hope. Because this earth ain't it. If you got troubles, it ain't it. If you're going through hard times, it's not it. There's a bigger story at work in each of our lives that's eternal with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and with union with the saints surrounding us. Be heartened here today. Be encouraged and do not be troubled. Second thing is, is once again, consider all that this world cherishes is nothing to be desired. Christ is enough for us here and in this moment. There's nothing in this earth that we need more and just Jesus' presence in our life. And he promises that if we hold on to him, be fulfilled here today. You don't need anything else. Jesus is enough. And the third thing is this. Not only be filled with hope, be filled with love. When Jesus said these words, he knew he'd be betrayed. He knew that Peter would disown him. He knew his disciples would abandon him. Yet as he remembered these words, he told him these words. 
He loved them to the very end. Then rose again and gave him life. Love each other. Love those at your workplace. Love those that you come in contact with. If you're estranged from family, reach out and love them as best you can. If you have someone that has something against you, go. Be reconciled with them as best as you can to your ability to love them, even when they don't deserve it. Because the kingdom is made of such love. Let us pray. God, as we're here today, we thank you so much for these words that bring us hope, that bring us peace. That God, this world is not it, and that Lord, there's a heavenly union that goes on beyond this earth. And that when our mortal bodies, that is, shall fail and cease, one day there'll be the resurrection in which, God, we will be with you. Lord, as we're here today, we come to your table. And part of what we remember here today is that great communion that's always with us, that, Lord, you promised us to not only be with us, but that you send the Holy Spirit. So, God, as we take communion here today, we remember once again that your Spirit is with us, that you did not leave us as orphans, but you're constantly with us, guiding us, uniting us and bringing us towards the Father. God, we remember that this feast is one, but it's symbolic of just the eternal union with you. So God, we remember that on the night which you gave yourself up for us, you took bread, you broke the bread, and you gave it to your disciples. You said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, you took the cup, gave thanks to the Lord, and gave it to your disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my new covenant poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, as we come to your table, we come not of our own accord, but because of your love and your mercy. Because, God, you came to find people who were wayward and lost and to bring them into God's fold. And so as we hear, we pray upon these elements. May they be the body and blood for us as we become the body of Christ, united with you. We pray, Lord, that not only would these be the body of Christ, but you would use us to build your kingdom. And for all those saints that have gone on before us, may we feel that even their presence now. Because, Lord, your promises are eternal. So, Lord, give us hope and peace as we unite with you once again. Amen. As we are gathered here today, I do want to invite those that are going to be helping with communion to come forward at this time. Now, a couple different words I want to share with you before we take communion is this. is First of all, uh, if you're here today and you're, you're not a member of our church, you're not a member of our, even of our denomination, that's okay. Uh, we believe in open communion, which just simply means if you want to meet with Jesus, whoever you are, wherever you are, whenever you find yourself, if you're here today and you want to meet with Jesus, you're welcome to this table. And that this cup and this uh, bread is for you as well. Uh, I do also want to mention to you that we're going to be passing the plates uh, first, we'll pass the bread. If you would just take bread and hold on to that until everybody's been served. Once everybody's been served, we'll take that together, and we'll do, of course, the same with the juice cups as they come by. If there is need of uh, any prepackaged elements, I do have some up here. Uh, just simply uh, raise your hand. We'll be sure to bring that to you if you so need uh, prepackaged elements. With all that being said, let's now prepare the table.
Church, the body of Christ, broken for us, we do this in remembrance of him. Church, the blood of Christ, poured out for us and for many for the forgiveness of sins. We drink this in remembrance of him. And let us pray. Lord, thank you for proving your love toward us again.
Amen. We stand this morning for our closing hymn, Blessed Assurance. And before we sing this, I just want to say let's all say a quick prayer for Brian Johnson, who in one minute is stepping off to run the New York City Marathon. Better him than me. <laughs> Blessed assurance. Thank you for being in worship with us here once again for all our visitors. Thank you again and those online as well. Uh, I just want to uh, say, uh, be proud of your pastor. I went the whole service. I didn't mention anything about the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I don't know how we did it, but we did. It was a miracle. But 
Well, as we go, I'm going to say this benediction, but first, let us remember these lies before us. Again, you're welcome to take these candles home, especially uh, if you're able to contact us. So maybe some of the family that weren't here want to give it to them to let them know we honored their loved one. Please do. So we remember Lesta, Jim, Dorothy, Jim, Vicki, Philip, and Bob. When Jesus got to the end of the section, he talks for a while, giving his disciples lots of comfort. When he gets to the end, he says these words in chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. May the one who has overcome the world go with you now and forever and give you peace of heart, no matter what your circumstance. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.